Dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I am in Wilmington, North Carolina, in my parents' house in the television room, sitting in, in, in an extremely comfy recliner. Uh, but it's making me, I'm having to sit here with my laptop in my lap. It's making me crane my neck. I'm not terribly comfortable right now. And honestly, I feel a little bit like I'm going to throw up just because of how my head is situated at the top of my neck. So I'm going to try and keep this brief, partly because I'm on vacation. I want to get this thing wrapped up in the can and ready to go. And partly because today's episode is all about Wonder Woman, the new movie from Warner Brothers and DC Comics. Uh, you're, you're going to enjoy this episode. Rad Ranger shows up a little late. He had a bad night the night night before we recorded this, which you'll hear all about, not only in this week's episode, but in next week's episode as well. Uh, one thing that I have accomplished while I've been here in Wilmington is I interviewed the proprietor of Memory Lane Comics, which is an excellent comic book shop in downtown Wilmington, right there on the Cape Fear. And we had a great conversation. You'll hear that in a couple of weeks here. That was really exciting to be able to go down and do that. Uh, there, there are a bunch of cool stores here. If you ever happen to be in Wilmington, uh, there's a place called Gravity Records that I bought something from today. There's a place two doors down from Gravity Records on, uh, I can't remember the name of the street, but with the internet now, why even mention the street name? Uh, two doors down from Gravity Records is a place called Whatever Wilmington that was amazing. They had toys, collectibles, movie memorabilia, posters, comic books, uh, antiques. They had this old, old uh, carousel horse in there. I'm talking like 1920s might be a little too late on this thing. All kinds of just crazy stuff. Uh, I took a couple of pictures. I, I should have taken enough pictures to do a write-up for the for NeedlessThingsSite.com, uh, but I didn't because I'm on vacation and my brain is not totally in report things to the world mode. Although I have put up a number of pictures uh, on Instagram. You can follow me there as Phantom Troublemaker. And then uh, Facebook, a little bit of activity over there as El Phantasmus with a PH. And speaking of NeedlessThingsSite.com, if you enjoy the Needless Things podcast, which goes up every single Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, all the places where you can get your podcasts, if you enjoyed NeedlessThingsSite.com, or if you've ever seen me perform at a convention, a wrestling show, or a rock and roll show, and like what I do, then please go to supportphantom.com and see if you want to kick in a couple of bucks and uh, help me cover expenses for all of the things that I do. There are rewards on there. I drop in from time to time to provide exclusive content. I'm way overdue for a new exclusive podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do everything that I can when I can. Maybe I'll record one on the way home tomorrow in the car and get Mrs. Troublemaker who's currently napping in the other room, and Phantom Jr., who's currently building a ridiculous-sized Batmobile out of Legos. Excuse me, out of Lego bricks. You'd think someone that had interviewed an 
actual Lego master builder right here on the Needless Things podcast would know to say Lego bricks and not Legos. Ah, colloquialisms. We, we love them and we hate them. Okay, so today we're talking about Wonder Woman. I'm trying to think what else has been going on. I know there are a couple of things that I wanted to mention to you guys. Uh, we, we had a pretty good trip up here. We hit one thunderstorm. It uh, wasn't too bad. It's a six or so hour drive from Atlanta to Wilmington, which, yeah, that's a lot of driving. But at the same time, when you work 12-hour shifts doing what I do for my day job, uh, six hours in the car is not bad at all. Put on some music and uh, just go, go, go. And and then, you know, the biggest decision you have to make really is, is do we stop at south of the border or not? This time we did not. Maybe we will on the way home if we leave early enough tomorrow. Which, by the way, as you're listening to this, me and the family will be on the road on the way back to Atlanta to have a couple more relaxing days of not being at work, which I'm very much looking forward to. I don't even I don't even think I've got any plans this weekend, uh, which is wonderful. I'm going to get some stuff done around the house. i got some shelves I need to put up. And then next weekend... Uh, or at least on Friday, we are planning to be at Heroes Con. I don't know if I'm going to have the gumption to do any interviews or not. I would love to. I I love talking to creators there. But I'm a little concerned that maybe the show's too busy now for them to have time to to talk to me. We'll we'll see what happens. It it was so wonderful a few years ago when I was able to just walk up to people and get little 10, 15-minute interview segments and then put a show together from it. I'll I'll try. I'd like to do it again. I think it would be fun. But either way, I love Heroes Con. I'm so glad we're it's worked out that we're going to be able to go back and spend a little bit of time up there. And uh, I should at some point be walking around with the mask on. So if you see me, come up and say hi and uh, draw me a picture of me. Right? That seems like a reasonable request. Okay. So anyway, I got to get this thing wrapped up. Uh, I mentioned supportphantom.com. I will also mention that you can go to needlessthingssite.com, click on that big old Amazon box, and order yourself a copy of Wonder Woman. I'm sure it's up for pre-order or something. And you know what? If that's ridiculous, if you're like, why would I order Wonder Woman this early? It's months from coming out. Well, go ahead and click on that box and order anything you want because it doesn't cost you anything extra. And Needless Things gets a little kickback from every purchase you make from Amazon through NeedlessThingsSite.com. So so go through there, and, and it's an easy way to help out the show if you enjoy what we do here. Uh, and I will also say that you should go there and buy your copy of Orgasmo, because that is next week's Needless Commentary. We've already got it in the can. That's why I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> and tell you what's going on. Normally, I don't like to forecast future shows, But as of right now, I have this week's, next week, and the week after that wrapped up, ready to go. So I will go ahead and promote them. So next week, Orgasmo Needless Commentary. Week after that, interview with Memory Lane Comics. And uh, after that, hopefully a Heroes Con uh, uh, interview episode. We'll see. That's what I'm aiming for. But anyway, let's get on with the show, ladies and gentlemen. Wonder Woman, do 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 do. No, not that Wonder Woman. Oh, no, oh, I'm glad I, I I sang that though because I do want to make a note here for you guys. Uh, the subject of the original Linda Carter 
Wonder Woman television show comes up, uh, as well as the old Incredible Hulk show. And I want to make it absolutely clear that I do love those shows. I have a great reverence for those shows. And that for the time, they were fantastic and did a great job of telling these dramatic, involving stories uh, starring the, the, the comic book characters in the best way that 70s television could. So, I, because we, we, we discuss these shows and are pretty frank about them, and I, I don't want you guys thinking that anybody's poo-pooing those shows uh, because I, I recognize their greatness, but there's no way around the fact that they're very much products of their time, and once you compare them to more modern things, uh, you know, you, 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 well, you can't really. It's, not, it's almost not even fair to compare them, but uh, it comes up in, in the show, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But I want to make it clear, I love the 70s Wonder Woman. I love 70s Incredible Hulk. I grew up on those shows. Those were my introductions to both of those characters. So don't think that uh, any of us are disrespecting those shows we're just stating, uh, you know, stating some facts about them. So anyway, now that I, now that I've laid that little nugget out there for you, here is our conversation about Wonder Woman. Personally, my expectations, I, I didn't have many. And you guys know I'm more favorable about the DC movies to date than a lot of people are, particularly you, Arian. That's true. <laughs> Ryan, I think you and I are pretty much on the same page. Yeah, yeah, we see the flaws, but we can appreciate the good. Right, right. We can have fun with them. Yeah. Uh, but with Wonder Woman, didn't know what to expect. Uh, the track record's not great. And honestly, the trailer, none of the trailers excited me. A whole lot. Like, she, you know, Gal Gadot is, uh, is the one thing that's positive about everything that they've done. Yeah. Uh, I was excited about the trailer because I, uh, now there's a recent one that I saw after I saw the movie. I was like, well, that gives everything away. So I'm glad, oh, really? I'm glad I didn't see that. Oh, wow. But uh, what I liked about it is it was opposite of the Batman vs. Superman trailer. Like, it showed very little. It didn't really let you know who the villain was, what was going yeah. on. And I was like, I was like, I'm actually glad that I don't want to know anymore. And I just watched the one, the theatrical one, and right. that's all I saw. Yeah, and that's a good point. Is that there were a couple different trailers, and I like the first couple were okay. The last trailer that had like a song playing over it in the background the entire time. Ew, I don't think I've seen that. one. That one was terrible. We'll watch it immediately after. Is it the song? And is it the song at the end of the movie? Because there, there's some song that was written specifically for yeah. the movie that's on like the score. It's like something about a hero or something, and it's, yeah. it's not well, Bonnie see, Tyler's that's, that's, "Hold Now for a Hero." Yeah, until that's the, end the, of the one night. that I saw after that, that, that I was like, "I'm glad I didn't see this." Yeah, like it, it's, it gives away a whole bunch. She's a lady hero. No, 
That wasn't it. There wasn't Lady Hero by Dale Jepsen. The one, the one ballad that uh, Dale Jepsen performs. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's the only one. Is, Dale Jepsen's work is still not appreciated in Hollywood. Well, he'll he'll get there Eventually. one day. I believe it. Uh, so yeah, my expectations were. It's not that they were low. It's just I didn't have any because I didn't know what to think about anything that I'd seen so far. Yeah. I was cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Am I gonna lie? I was uh, hopeful. I mean, I was hopeful, but not in a way like, "Oh, this looks pretty good." It was more hopeful in a way of, "I hope, I hope this is good." <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. know, I was hopeful in a way of like, "This can be good." Yeah. Right. Any, right. If that makes any sense. Whereas, like, I have never felt that way. About well, like the, uh, the the first Superman movie, I didn't absolutely hate. I just didn't think it was good at all. Mm. It, it was the the essence, the definition of mediocre. To me. You're talking about Man of Steel, right? Man of Steel. Okay. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if you were going like way way back. No, to no, no. <laughs> and, and like, and I, I actually, I have like a whole bunch of shit I want to talk about with this movie, and one of them is like casting. Yeah. Okay. They got like Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Oh, I know. Yeah, There's to no an amazing degree. Like as, as much as as much as you love her in Dawn yeah. of Justice, in this, yeah, and like man, it, and casting can make up for like I don't like Superman as a comic book hero as a hero at all. I think he's kind of boring. Uh, I love the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, I'll make the argument First though anyway. that. That a good writer can make Superman great. The problem is they've had less good. Than yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that it's it's not inherent to the character, which I think I is think, a mistake people make. I think one of the issues is that it's easier, and I don't even think it's easy, but it's easier to write good and interesting Superman comics than it is to make a good and interesting Superman movie. But that's a completely different argument. That's probably true, and that well, in all, in all honesty, that's probably true of most comic book characters. Yeah. But, but yeah, like the first cut, like the first, like the first two Superman movies with Christopher Reeve are genuinely enjoyable and great. And why? It's because Christopher Reeve is, is like he's just he embodies the character. He's enjoyable to watch as Superman and yeah. Clark Kent. His his like, superpower is charm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like. And I was talking with somebody about it the other day. I feel like this is the best casting they've done for a superhero since Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. I will totally agree with that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Uh, like she, like she, she quite, she quite literally makes eating ice cream interesting and compelling. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's uncanny and like Wonder Woman's an interesting character to me. Uh, and I, I like the origin story, and uh, I don't know, like. But if you don't cast somebody who's compelling as that character in it, and give them good stuff to work with, it's not going to make a lot of difference. But I, like, they really hit it out of the park as far as the casting goes. Yeah. Well, and it was not just him; it was everyone was cast. Yeah, well. yeah. The like, uh, Chris Pine was fantastic. Yeah. That's what I was gonna bring up next as far as casting goes is Chris Pine uh, really did a great job in he was funny but it wasn't like joke a minute funny no it was like this is a guy that you know deals with stuff in this way funny and the vibe what's so funny about him 
a lot of the vibe I got, particularly when they were in London, was Kirk and Spock in Star Trek IV. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the water kind of feeling. Yeah, when Spock is, you know, Trying to so awkward. And so, yeah, and, and it's funny that Pine plays Kirk. Kirk, yeah. Now. Yeah. But they, they totally had that same vibe, and I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Well, and that, what was cool, too, is, like, you got to see the fish-out-of-water story from two different perspectives. Like, yeah, you got time to see him. And yes. he's like, what why the, is the wa- Why is the water doing that? Yeah, like, that was a great line. And there's, like, so much, like... And, and something about the way he delivered each line, like, it felt believable. You're like, I, yeah. if that was me, I could see me saying these things, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of it... A lot of him being believable in Themyscira had to do with the fact that it was set during World War One, whereas if, like, it had happened just during peacetime, yeah. a random dude flying a plane that hadn't just seen, like, the horrors of a four-year never-ending yeah. war, it was, like, the first mechanized war in history, like, it would have been less believable. Well, yeah, one of those modern times, it would totally be, like, yeah. it's really odd. They also chose not to belabor it, though. Like, we did get to experience his, wow, this is weird, but they didn't they didn't make it. It wasn't the story. Yeah, no, it they, was very clear that they the hit sto- that beat and then they moved on. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. The story was Diana, which, by the way, yep. the, you know, the, we open with uh, this little girl who's just adorable. Yeah, yeah. standing watching the Amazons fight in their Amazon battle panties, which yeah. did kind of amuse me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, but you know, she's standing up on the ridge doing all the you know fighting along with them. I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, like was we. Awesome. It was great shorthand for she she wants to be as much as she can be. You know, she she's a driven she she's not going to be content reading books. Yeah, even though that's what her mom wants from her. Right. Yeah. Which was a, a cool and interesting dynamic, and like yeah. you know, I I really liked uh, Antipi. Is that how you say it? Antipi. And yeah, Antipi. Yeah, she was amazing. Like like all the Amazons are really well casted. Yeah. Yeah, Robin Wright Penn, I don't know what her workout program was prior was to this in, movie. She was in really, really good shape. But she was scary. Yeah. And, uh, well, I can't remember her name, but Hippolyta. Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen, thank yeah. you. Um, as Hippolyta, Hippolyta, however you... Yeah, I'm, I'm so bad at pronouncing Yeah, I, I don't always... <laughs> I I, Hippolyta? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they were, like, they were so, like, the way they looked, it was so believable that they were, like, you know, badasses. They could have just filmed with supermodels, but they didn't. Yeah, they, and they did, because yeah. they had that one... And the, not, like, not only, like, they weren't afraid of showing, like, you know, Hippolyta and Antiope were obviously not, like, prime of their life. Right, right. Like nubile young women, they, yeah. they had some age on them. Antiope had scars. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I thought which, was a good touch. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then whoever the the sort of the main, uh, the big black woman, the warrior, oh, who, whoever was badass. clearly like yeah. the 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 queen of the warriors. The, yeah. They had that nice beat at trying the beginning, to, trying to knock her off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Queen of the Mountains. She part. was awesome. Uh, I, I said it the other day, but I would buy one twelve figures of all of the Amazons Hell yeah. in a second yeah. because the the production you'll, design. You'll, you'll probably get a chance to. The well, <laughs> well, I don't know. They're pretty selective, but the production design, the costuming, everything about Themyscira looked perfect. I didn't have a doubt. Like there wasn't a moment. It was very much like Asgard in the Marvel movies, uh-huh. where. It felt like a fully realized world. It didn't. It didn't feel like 
uh, Eternia in the Masters Universe movie, where oh, you yeah. like you get a glimpse of it, and you're like, "Well, this isn't really important to the story." Yeah, Let's get to Earth and Courtney Cox. It it felt it's, it's kind of hard to compare something from like 25 years previous. We could compare it to uh, Krypton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are plenty no. of comparisons from 25 years ago that you could make that there were effective settings, like Crawl, for instance. Uh, <laughs> Horseland? No. Let's, yeah, do we but, uh, talk about Crawl again? No, <laughs> no we don't. Bo, Bo, Bo's, not, Bo's not here, so we don't have to talk <laughs> yeah. about Crawl again. But, we love you, Bo. We just don't love Crawl. It, <laughs> it just looked absolutely fantastic, and they put so much effort into it. And, and really, I felt... Gave us enough of it to because you know sometimes when it's when it is the story that it has to be, which is Diana leaving her home, you you get that glimpse and then move on. Yeah. But I felt yeah. like we had a pretty good feeling for the place by the yeah, time she sure. chose to leave. And, and I think part of what helped that is that you saw like Diana through the years, like as mm-hmm. a small child, yeah. and it's like teenager, a teenager, and then as a young woman. Mm-hmm. Which which probably helped with that. It yeah. had a very like Clash of the Titans, not the remake, the original yeah, yeah. Clash <laughs> of the Titans. It uh, that very sort of Perseus, right? Yes, that one. Uh, Perseus's journey and training, like yeah. it, it had that no, classic like the, mythological the, feel. The to whole that. movie is like the hero's journey. Yeah, it's yeah. like and it's very formulaic, but it's very well done. Like yeah. I mean, she's. Like spoiler alert, she's she's born under an omen or a prophecy yeah. to to do something important. Yeah, and like most of the movie is her finding out what it is and like who she is and how to go about it and how to go yeah. about it and like and towards the end of the like and not even towards the end of the movie but like when she gets to the front of the war, mm-hmm. like like you can recall back to like. Apollo trying to tell her, like, war's not awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, and she sees that, like, firsthand. Yeah, she sees the horrors of war. But, like, at the same time, like, she's also, like, she's not putting up with anybody's, like, bullshit of saying, oh, we can't do this. Yeah, she's like, no, no, we're gonna stop this now. Yeah, and, like, and not only then, but, like, the, like, some people have, like, I'm sure people have, like, criticized it, like, from both sides. I'm sure some people so. Oh, they made it too feminist, and like there are some people saying they didn't make it feminist enough. Right, but like for me, <laughs> there were, right. I've seen both. Yeah, yeah. For me, there were like two really good like feministy points that I didn't think were over overly done and preachy, but like got the point across pretty well. The first one was when they were on the boat, yeah, traveling in, and she like they're talking about. She's like, "Why don't you come over here and sleep next to me? Quit being weird." So, he, like, he does, and, like, then he finds out, oh, she does know, like, what sex right, right. is. Yeah. She's like... She's not a Disney princess. Yeah, she, she's like, yes, you know, I've, I've read, like, a 12-volume treatise you on, mean like, biological reproduction? On the pleasures of the flesh. We concluded <laughs> that men are necessary for reproduction, but not pleasure. Not yeah. So it's like, whatever the Themyscira equivalent of the Hitachi magic wand... Or the tender touch of her sister Amazon's, uh, she's familiar with, and she doesn't need your help. Thank you very much, Chris Pine. Yeah, that but was solid. The other that one that I liked a lot was when they get to London and they go to the room where like the generals and the politicians are yeah, debating. That was awesome. And like 
Everyone's aghast. A, wo- a, a woman you, is in the room, and you actually hear that at one point. It's one of the it's biggest one laughs. Guy, it's one yeah. of the biggest There's laughs in the whole there. movie. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like a background too. Yeah. It's not you even really the like they don't even make a point of like a guy standing up and pointing There's or anything. It's just a background. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, but like the great, the great part is that like the great part is to me like. They're all being, like, cowards about shit, and she's like, real generals lead from the front of the battle with their warriors. They don't don't argue over bullshit in a room far away from the war. You people are cowards. Now, let me ask you guys, uh, and and I I don't normally try to claim any kind of, like, foreknowledge of movies or being good at figuring things out, although sometimes I am, just because I've seen so many movies and read so many things, and I, I know how stories work. Sure. But as soon as I saw David Thewlis, I was like, well, he's Ares, because they did not cast David Thewlis as some chicken shit politician. He's going to be the big bad. Like, I, it, it felt... I did not, because I, like, the... The, the idea of David Thewlis as the god of war is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> now, they, like, they did, a, like, they did make an effort. I'm not going to say a good job. They made an effort. He's like, you know, I never, you know, I never make them do anything. I just whisper yeah, here and that's give, what them, I loved about give them this there. And, like, he, like, if you were... If you were making him some sort of trickster, manipulative god, that would have worked a lot better well, for me that, than the god of war. To be fair, that's how Ares has been portrayed in DC Comics a lot of the time: okay. is manipulating things behind the scenes. And you never see him. Yeah, he's not yeah. like some crazy. I destroyed everyone. It is like he's they, more like a Mister. They nailed. Right? They nailed how. Ares is in the comics. Okay. I was very satisfied with with how that went down. Yeah, and, it's, and it's unfortunate that probably our closest touchstone to that is Loki for modern cinema. Sure. But you know they they got it. The only thing the only thing that I thought was funny was when he got cast down by Zeus. And they did the bit of his armor exploding, and you have this David Thewlis head on this giant ripped body. I yeah. was like, all right. With, with, yeah. with, with this stupid mustache. Yeah. Like, I would have been fine having the David Thewlis head on the ripped body, but, like, why? Like, that mustache is not eternal. <laughs> that, that I'm not Maybe buying it is. That. Maybe that's one of the, that'll be the next Wonder Woman movie is, the is mustache. when Wonder Ares Woman was destroyed, mustache. his mustache was not recovered. <laughs> and somebody, and somebody, some villain. Someone's playing host to the mustache. Hitler gets Ares' mustache. <laughs> oh, dear. He turns it up. Yeah. Just leaves the middle. <laughs> Ares' mustache can take many forms. Um, so <laughs> I know we're like kind of jumping around, but um, that's like, what we do. But uh, with Lunadorf, uh, so like when she was like thinking he was Ares, yeah. I mean, I knew that was a red herring. I knew. He yeah, was no, Ares. I didn't think he was going to be Ares um, at all. Um, but but it was awesome because I really loved how she like eliminated him, eliminated the threat, and looks around. And it's like that's oh, it. We're Why? still going. Like yeah. right, yeah. I fucking love that. Although yeah. I did hate that she stabbed him with the sword, and Chris finds underneath that there's no blood. Well, I, I, that was yeah, I actually that thirteen. Yeah, that, the, even the blood didn't bother me because I was like, all right, whatever, let's move on. No, yeah. what bothered me was she stabbed him with the sword, left the sword up there, went down, had this whole conversation with Chris Pine. Her sword's still up there. Yeah. 
And then when Ares does show up, or David Thublis does show up, the sword's still up there, and she just walks around talking to him. She doesn't immediately jump up there and grab the sword. And then, like, we cut away to another scene, Pine and Pine's commandos doing, excuse me, whatever they're doing. And then when we come back, she's hopping off the ceiling with the sword. Like, that was very awkward. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, that didn't bother me. It, it's not... Really it's not me. much of a criticism at all, but it bugged the shit out of me that the sword was just up there the whole time. I was like, why didn't she... She should have pulled it back out of him yeah. as soon as... Yeah, yeah. But that's, I'm her, not that's saying... killer. Right. I'm not saying that's any kind of real valid criticism. It was just a little thing that bugged me. And the only thing in the whole movie that did. So that's that's not bad. That's not bad. I think the one thing that bothered me, and I know that's how it is in the comics, but like the fact that it's just so fucking easy to get into Finoskira. <laughs> like, like, like Zeus, put some fucking rocks like around it or something. Well, it's not like, like something. it's not like Gorilla City where it's an actual force field. It's just a club. It's just, yeah. it's just it's, right. It's, yeah, and, it's, and I get that, but I mean, I'm like, come on, Zeus. And that was a that was a great scene too of the soldiers just that like, wait, awesome. what the hell's going on here? Awesome. And then they look up from the beach and fucking fleet. Yeah, and also, I in. think it works because it's World War One, And, like, you know, shit hasn't been explored as much. Now, I think it's going to be interesting how they address Themyscira in the modern world. I wonder I if they, they will even. Because you know, she's supposed to order. not be able to go home. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think they will. Well, and even then, the next movie is also going to be set in the past. Like, it's going to be a follow-up to this and not a modern thing. Really? Uh, really? That's Patty Jenkins uh, has said that her her plans, like, she hasn't written the script yet, but they know what they're doing. Kind of like James Gunn with Guardians 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they're going to continue to be set in the past. Which is interesting, consi- considering, uh, spoiler alert for the listeners, if you haven't figured out already that there will be spoilers, uh, they, they blew up Chris Pine. Yes. Which is perfect, because I was like, there's, like, was he going to grow old? That's going to be awkward. Yeah. Right. And... Is he gonna get fucking cryogenically frozen? Because then it would just <laughs> yeah, there's so. no way. The only way he could have continued to live is if he'd somehow managed to get uh, hold of Aries' mustache. Yeah, and well, I actually saw a, an article. Uh, I'm not gonna actually, let go of that. I actually saw an article, and it was like Chris uh, Chris Pine not confirmed to be in Wonder Woman two. I'm like, well, no shit. I'm like, why is that an article? Like, They'll make headlines out of, out of everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's you talk- won't believe he's not in Wonder Woman 2. Let's <laughs> the guy here yeah, fucking die. Seriously. <laughs> let's talk about the action of the movie. Um, yeah. I feel like all of the fight choreography and the way it was shot and everything was spot on. No, it was badass. Oh, I, I mean, thought it was really fucking badass. I, because they didn't use the shaky cam close-up method. No. All of the fights were so good. Uh, yeah. When... And she, when they like, were, she was just like a complete and total force of nature. Yeah. Like just destroying everything in her path. And, well, and what was good is that there were times where she had to stop for a minute. Like when she was up against the machine gun nest. Yeah, when she was like... And down, was she, just kind of stuck because, to your point about Superman, overpowered characters are a problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I want Diana to be... You know, as powerful as any 20 men or whatever, but there need to be things that she has to take her time with or figure out how to deal with or yeah. whatever, or else the character will Or, or need boring. help with. Right, yeah. exactly. Which she did in that case. And, uh, but that, man, the, I loved the callback when they had the sniper up in the bell tower. Yeah, shield! 
And yeah, Chris Pine remembers back to the beach on Themyscira yeah. uh, when they did the shield move so that uh, Ap, uh, Robin Wright Penn and Antiope mm-hmm. could do her backflip shooting three arrows yeah, into the dudes. Oh my gosh, that was so awesome. But it was, I love the little callback. Like, yeah. he's like, She's gonna know what this is. Let's take this, and she hits that tower and, and it just explodes. Yeah, <laughs> levels it. It's so good. It's, it's stuff like that that showed that the movie had so much like thought and heart, and like they like gave a fuck. Yeah, like that's what I really liked about the movie. Like everything, like they never like focused too much on one thing. Like the the movie kept moving along, and like everything felt right. Like all the pacing and everything felt right. Like they were in you never long had- enough. The tone of it too was like really, really. They, it for me like balanced the more lighthearted, marvelly stuff with the Zack Snyder. Well, the horrors of war. Yeah, I mean and, that and was a like, big theme of the movie. And, and I was okay with it because it was a big theme of the movie, and because it was all done in like it was done in service of developing her character and showing who she is yeah. and like what she learned. And there was never a moment, uh, unlike the other DC films, there was never a moment where I had to sit and go, wait a minute, why are we here now? What's happening? What just happened? No, like why was, are they doing it this? It was very logically consistent, and like you never felt like a scene was an excuse to get between like one action figure fight and the next. Yeah. Which like, and I and like, and I know. You guys like that stuff because you like action figures and you like making them fight. <laughs> but like to me, that's what Zack Snyder's movies are. So they're just excuses to have action figure fights, and I find that dumb. <laughs> that's all um, I'll say. I'm done talking about Zack Snyder for the rest. Of no, the you're. Yeah, I was gonna say for the rest of the podcast, sure. But you're yeah. you're obsessed with Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> Any opportunity to bring up, and it, it's not just you, but the yeah. people who do have that deep-seated hatred for those movies are way more into those movies than me and Ryan are. Because yeah. any... because <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... Oh. Yeah, any opportunity to bring them up... Yeah. Like, so I read the new Batman comic, Zack Snyder sucks! <laughs> like, what? I'm not even talking about that. <laughs> you're, like, you're totally right. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. And, and another thing that I've been getting is like, uh, like I posted a review of the movie... And I, um, I've posted about it probably three or four times because, like, like totally honestly, it was one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Well, you were and I was uh, really ecstatic. About yeah, it. you you got to see it what Tuesday, Tuesday or something? Night? Tuesday, yeah. yeah. So you got to see it a little early and immediately loved it. And I was like, oh boy, I don't know. Yeah, because well, I generally, you and I are usually on the same yeah, page. Yeah. But well, I, and I was worried that I was like caught in the hype because yeah, I mean, right, the right. theater was just electric. Like people were so excited. And Dude, that's like, another good point. I haven't seen a movie in a very long time. Um, when the when the opening when the movie actually started, there was some applause in the theater. Oh, like, even the DC, like, the new DC. Uh, yeah, movie, that was badass. Um, but then at the end of the movie, uh, people, not everybody in the theater, but people stood up and applauded. Yeah, and same, were same thing happened to me, and I saw it, like, Saturday morning. Oh, wow. So, like... That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. There were people clapping and stuff. Yeah. I, that, and, and I was worried that, I, like, because I posted, and I immediately edited it. Like, I was like... Yeah. I was like, I was like that was one of the best... That, that may be the best superhero movie I've ever seen. And I was like... Uh, best DC movie. Right, like, yeah. I'm like, I was like, ah, uh, shit. And I'm like, I need to see it again. And I saw it again. And actually, the little nitpicks I had the first time 
when I saw it the second time, I was like, oh no, this is pretty fucking soft. Like, there's not really yeah, it's much really good. And, and that's what happens sometimes, is the first time, especially with something uh, involved with a franchise, the track record. Yeah. Uh, I kept waiting for it to, like, has. suck. <laughs> right. You, you go in with, really, a more critical eye, yeah. I think. And then once you've seen everything laid out, you know the story, you know the, the plot beats, you can go back the second time and just sit back and just enjoy, enjoy it. it. Right. Yeah. And that's a, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, it, it, it got better. The second time I watched it, I even liked it more. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I literally say it's it's one of my favorite superhero movies. It's definitely one that I'll probably rewatch more. It's, than the, it's the best superhero movie that I've seen in a while. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not sure since not when. Not ever, but like, it's up there. One of the reasons that I liked it a lot was that it was its own self-contained thing. Yes. And other than, like, at the beginning and at the Which end, was exactly all I needed. <laughs> it didn't, like, involve any other superheroes. It was just about Diana. Yeah. Like, it, like there, it wasn't like, we need to put this guy in so that we can set up his movie and... Yeah, they didn't up. at all. There wasn't... Anything, which and there were no after credit scene. No. There was nothing. Yeah, and I stuck around until the end. And you know, yeah. there might be. I actually, uh, yeah, so did we. But I, I actually, because I, I sent Ryan a message, uh, like as the credits started, I was like, "Hey, is there an after credit scene?" And then I realized that he was watching it again. Yeah. As we were seeing the end of it, uh-huh. I was like, "We're not going to hear back." So we sat there, and there was nothing. But I appreciated that. Like, <laughs> like the next day, I was it like, was. No. Yeah, yeah. It was like the next <laughs> like, morning. Nah. Um, I really appreciated it. It was like a, I hate to say breath of fresh air, but it was nice that this is just a movie you could just buy and watch it's whenever or not have any. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, and, and that, like, to get off on a little tangent here, like, to me, like, there are people who don't understand why the boom in superhero movies hasn't helped comic books as much as they think it should. Yeah. And the reason is that it's way less of an investment to just spend two hours of your life watching a movie For sure. than it is to keep up with books on a monthly basis. And you're and the thing is is like unless like like you're like me and saga is all you read, like you're going to be reading relate because they tie shit in so much. Oh, yeah, and that's the problem. And it's like, like, yeah, like it's, it gets annoying and I don't like it. And like, it's people are like, oh, you know, you're, yeah, but you only like, you know, if you're, if you're into a, a book, you can, you know, you, you just read that one book each month. But like, but now because there's, you know, there's tons there's of the stuff, X-Men, yeah. there's the uncanny X-Men, there's X-Force, X-Factor. Well, even back in the day Wolverine, though, you, you used Blanc. to be able to read those on their own Maybe once a year they would have a crossover, but right. it would only cross over the X books. It wouldn't be the whole fucking line of Marvel right. comics. Yeah. I think it, the Infinity Gauntlet was the first time they did like the whole fucking universe. Well, they did Secret Wars. Okay, I mean that was that yeah, was a big yeah. deal. But yeah, it's comic books themselves. You're you're never going to get the crossover because it's you can't walk into it. One one big problem is. You can't walk into a comic shop and be like, "Oh, look, it's the new issue of Flash," and pick it up and understand what's going on. No. You, at you, like all. you'll need to pick up like trade paperbacks from the beginning, right? Fucking read Wikipedia. That's, that's all I read now, like pretty much. 
to just get cherry paper. And, and that is what, I mean, that's honestly, that's the market and, and, that and the I comic that publishers have created is they want you to buy trades. They're writing these decompressed stories to get the six-issue arcs so they can make the trade. Right. And, and I think, like, self-contained stuff like Saga or old Alan Moore shit, like, is the stuff that's, like, stood the test of time for me. Yeah. And it's what I like the best. Like, I'll still, like, I'll always have, like, a soft spot in my heart for, like, early 90s X-Men comic books, because that's what I read. But, like, it's just too much to keep up with. And, like, I've got, you know, I got, I got shit to do. You know, baby, baby got to eat. I got to make money. Even now, the Wonder Woman, uh, the current Wonder Woman comic has, it's bi-weekly. And so it, it's every it, other week, and it yeah. alternates storylines each issue. Ah. I mean, I can't even imagine if yeah. you're just somebody who just goes and see like, oh, that was a cool movie. I'd like to read some comic books about that lady, and trying to pick out the current comic, it, it wouldn't happen. I can't even I, like it bothered me to try to read it. Yeah, and I, I know a thing or two. Like I'm used to comics, right? <laughs> like my brain works that way, but I, I couldn't deal with it. I want to run down uh, some of the other characters in the movie because I don't want to overlook. Anybody? Uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 uh, Chris Pine's Goon Squad was all they incredible. Were, they're all cool. Now that was Spud, right? Yeah, that was Ewan Bremner. Yeah. He's been in uh, he's most famously Spud from Train Spotting. He was uh, and Train Spotting Two and Train Spotting Two, which I still haven't <laughs> seen yet. I didn't uh, even know it was out yet. Then uh, it already like came and went through. Yeah, years. it came out in March. Uh, he was also the Rock's pilot in the Rundown. Oh, that's right. I haven't seen that in a while. Even though I love Christopher Walken's Tooth Fairy story. It's one of the greatest things ever in a movie. Yeah, but but all the dudes. Like, the guy who played Samir was awesome. I recognized Uh, him. I'm not sure. I recognized him, but I can't, like, remember his name. The guy who played the chief. He's one of those dudes who just, like, he just looked like he fit that time period. Like, you're like, he's totally believable. Like Oh, and, uh... Saeed Tagmaoui. Tag, yeah. tag phantoms. A secret, a, a secret agent who is a master of disguise. I don't feel like we got much of a feel for that. Yeah, he, the yeah. one time when he when he put the uh, when he put the turban uh, over yeah. his fez to yeah. be the driver, that was like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and that is like a little nitpick I have. Like, you know, they brought the sniper guy along, and then he never shot anybody like at all. Well, that was the point, though. He had PTSD. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. they they was, said they did address it. They said you don't actually shoot people. But then, like, and that was like a he shot people at the end when they were uh, assaulting they, the plane. Ah, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it was one of those things. See, I thought he was just looking through his scope and, like, pointing out targets. I don't know if he ever shot anyone. No, yeah, I can't. I'm pretty sure he shot people for I, I can the, either, last, the last battle. I can but, either confirm nor deny, but there was there was there a was conversation a yeah. about... No, it, was, well, it was definitely a whole story. And, and yeah. that was that was one of the things that, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, well, that guy, I mean, he's, like, kind of pointless. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, well, that's actually a cool story. And then, like, they had the whole thing about... Well, you don't have to shoot people, but you can sing for us. And I'm like, yeah. that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. They're like giving him something to do because, you know, he feels shitty yeah. about it. So, no, I, like, like I said, like I had like little nitpicks the first time and like they pretty much went away. Um, Danny Houston was awesome, I thought. Ludendorff. As, uh, Ludendorff yeah. yeah, he was great and he was totally like as transparent as, as it was 
to me, I'm not saying the movie had a flaw in in me picking out who Ares was. Yeah. It's just that my brain was like, oh, that's what's happening. Yeah, uh, I feel like they actually did a very good I job with I the misdirect. Uh, yeah, and I don't, th- I don't but, like, think. I didn't. I did. I also didn't think Ludendorff was going to end up being Ares. No. Well, I thought, I, it, I thought there was going to be a no Ares. This is just who humans are. I kind of expected that at first. Or like just a like cold reveal. Right. Like, right. Yeah, like. I uh, I love. I thought uh, Doctor Poison. Oh so, yeah, she was great. She awesome. was so over the top that well, it worked. That one moment. That she and Ludendorff had after he uh, poisoned yeah. the, the, the little one. war council, yeah. Yeah. they close the door and they just do total evil cackle yeah, together like, for a minute. They're like, ah. <laughs> I was so like, awful. oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't expect that at all. It, it was, was great. Yeah. yeah, I hope she'll be back. She did not perish at the end of the movie. I would love to see her again. I mean, I've also heard, which I mean, I know that this movie wasn't really. You could tell they weren't really focusing on setting anything. Up, but there was something yeah. that uh, either Bane or you know possibly Deathstroke's like origin is somehow tied to Doctor Poison. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I thought oh. that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see her back. She was yeah. great. Uh, Etta Candy. Oh, she was great. She yeah. was a lot of fun. She was not as annoying as I assumed she would be in the trailers <laughs> because they didn't they didn't go any further than they did in the trailer. Right? Yeah. She never she never got. Over the top, annoying, funny. She was just a, a funny little lady. Yeah. Like I, I dug her a lot. She she brought a lot to it, and I liked how she liked working for Steve Trevor. But when Diana showed up and started pointing some things out, like she was you like, could yeah. see, that she, yeah, you could <laughs> see that she'd been kind of bristling at, at just the way society was in yeah. certain ways. Yeah. And I, I like that quite a bit. That the, the whole that's, that means slave to my people. <laughs> She's like, oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, like you started us off with, the casting was just great. You got a lot of really good archetypes uh, represented in the movie. That yes, it was uh, very. I don't want to call it generic, but. It was a very basic story. No, it, We've like seen I said, it lots it was, of times. It was formula, it's like a formulaic retelling of the hero's journey, at least in my opinion. But it was done with a yeah. style that we had not seen before. Oh, look, everybody. With, it's, oh, it's look. Sad, it's Sad Ranger. Red Ranger got a little too red last night. Uh, a lot too red. But he has now joined us to uh, share some of his thoughts. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break here for uh, for a thought from Nicole. Nicole could not be with us, so uh, she sent along some notes here. Um, all right, so one of the things she was saying is, uh, let's see here. Um, well, she was talking about how, um, in, you know, the movie about a badass female directed by a badass female, but never felt, like, heavy-handed with the feminist stuff, which we kind of addressed. Yeah. Which was a good, like, it was, like, the perfect amount. Like, it was, like, yeah. never, like beating you over the head with anything like it just it all felt natural um let's see here well and, and more to that point you know not only was it because sometimes that stuff gets so heavy handed that it's not even like I'm tired of hearing about women it's 
you're not good at what you're doing. Yeah. You're not good enough at being a creative person to present as much feminism as you are. Whereas in Wonder Woman, everything about it was this this character has to be a woman. The things that are happening um, are it is important to the story that she is a woman, but at the same time we're not uh, this isn't a statement movie. It's not undermining the entertainment value. It's combining the message Absolutely. with the entertainment value. Yeah. And as of now, uh, well, I get now. As of now, it is it's now the highest grossing movie ever directed by a woman, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's, it's, it's really cool. hit a hundred million already, and it's going to keep going up. Obviously, I'm going to see it at least one more time. Yeah, yeah, my I'd friend, definitely like to see it again. My friend Steph and I are supposed to go see it sometime in the next week. All right, we will come back for another Nicole point. Uh, as soon as Red Ranger, are you capable of vocabulating? Yeah. Uh, I almost wore those shoes. Nice. I couldn't no. tie anything today. I, I so. believe that. I believe the snooze. Yeah. It was everything I could do to roll out of bed. Um, it was everything you could do to get off the bathroom floor. Before you into the porcelain guy. Uh, selling Buicks. Um, Buick. Buick. Uh, that's a good podcast right there. Um, so uh, you guys have probably already covered a ton of stuff since I'm coming in so late, but um, I, the thing that I just keep coming away, I, I saw it a second time, and even more so the second time, came away and went, why can't we get a Superman movie like this? Like, everything about this was everything that I love about the DC characters. I love that they're gods amongst men, and they're very interesting struggles that gods amongst men have, and that's why I like the DC heroes in general, because that's what those stories are. And this one, you really felt like her naivete was very natural, um, and she was really struggling with, why couldn't I change all of this? Why couldn't I save all of this? I have the power. I have all this ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I should be able to do all of especially this. Especially, like, the, the village that they do save, yeah. and then, like, they go uh, to infiltrate that's... the castle, and they... The castle ends up shooting gas into the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's you know, so many things like fucked it, up about that scene. Yeah, like, yeah, I was well, like, she's I was like, wow. She's yeah. book smart, but she's not worldly. And no. we yeah. we are seeing her the loss of her innocence, but her continued belief in goodness and love in the face of that. Exactly. And another thing, they could have gone like a very like ditzy, like her being like naive, they could have gone a very silly way. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah. they got close with her like holding the sword and shield and her, you know, and her outfit. Right. But, yeah. but it was fine. Like it was like, yeah, right, yeah, that they, didn't they cross never, the line. They never, it never did. crossed the line. No, yeah, they did well, And you brought up yesterday, Phantom, that um, you're pretty sure that that's a scene that's very similar to one from Donner Superman. Yeah, it felt to, to me anyway. It felt like sort of a callback to his trouble with the revolving door. Yeah, yeah. and then what was the uh, think about that, what was yeah. the other one you and guys brought the up? Bullet. Oh yeah, the yeah, bullet. The scene the bullet in the alley, alley where it's like a verbatim. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like there was a lot of Donner's the the type of storytelling and, and, and stuff that happened. And I would I would say, and I said this earlier. You weren't here because you know, yeah, you're being sad, sad <laughs> ranger. <laughs> but I think that the reason why it came across so well is it's twofold, and honestly, the most important is that she's just compelling, yes, yeah. as shit yes. 
Like, everything she does is incredible, and you want to watch it. Right. And you're interested in seeing her do it. The second reason is, like, it's on the other side of the camera. It's the writing and the directing. Absolutely. For Superman is not as up to snuff as it needs to be to make a good Superman movie. Because of... Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for another note from Nicole. Um, well, so we got in, we both got in an argument because uh, we, uh, like, I made a post about it and uh, this guy was getting on to me. Oh, and wait, by the way, Nicole is not here because she's at work as yeah, opposed to Red Ranger who was yeah. not here because, yeah. because he I'm was working hard. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I posted the review and I was like, you know, given like kind of a rundown of like, you know, how how iconic she was instantly as Wonder Woman and this dude got like mad at me and I also mentioned that it was the first time we seen Wonder Woman like well I, I mentioned that Batman vs Superman was the first time we saw Wonder Woman on the big screen and yeah. went into that and this guy got like pissed off at me because he was like no Linda Carter and I'm like well that's not the same She's, thing like you know. she was fine yeah. for like the era and what it was yeah, yeah. Right. but like number one like if you if you watch any of that like Linda Carter is like very uncoordinated and not athletic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, saying that Linda Carter played Wonder Woman is like saying that Lou Ferrigno played the Hulk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And trying to make it seem like Lou Ferrigno's Hulk is as impressive as the CGI Hulk. Yeah. In right. Marvel movies. Yeah. And like, yeah. He, he just threw a trash can at a guy. Wow! <laughs> like, come on. The creepy thing about a lot of the and Linda Carter you know, stuff. I love, I love those shows. Yeah, but come yeah. On. And that was Nicole's <laughs> point was that she loves, she loved Linda Carter. Like, grew up on it, but she was like, "This is a, a whole different thing." And the guy, like, he came back and he was like, "Oh, well, wouldn't you be mad if they, re, you know, remade Star Wars and and recast Princess Leia as someone younger and hotter?" I'm like. That's not even the same thing. I'm like, this isn't a remake. No, this is the first time we've ever seen a good Wonder Woman anything. It's like bitching that Linda Carter's not in all the comics. Yeah, it's it's really odd. Only Linda Carter can be Wonder Woman. And and again, the creepy thing is that a lot of the people I saw make that argument were like, I was a young boy and I came of age to Linda Carter. I'm like, that's great. You beat off to Linda Carter. That's not what this movie is about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go rent a porn. There's at least yeah. a, a hundred of no, them. No, there were like so four. glad we got there. Thank you, Red Ranger. <laughs> who who rents I mean, porns anymore? Honestly. <laughs> but yeah, there were like four people that like were in this whole argument about, about Linda Carter. And like, she's like, I love Linda Carter, but this, I mean, the <laughs> what she did for the role of Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, was incredible and yeah. immediately iconic. Even in Batman yeah, vs Superman, much. yeah, like the minute you saw her, you're like, "Holy shit!" That's oh, I mean, wonderful. she was the best part of the movie. Well, I yeah, agree. And, and and not only that, like I went back and watched the uh, the fight scene where she shows up, mm-hmm. and like she is like instantly more capable than yeah. either of those two mm-hmm. against yeah. Doomsday. Because she's been doing this for so long. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's 5,000 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's Zeus's daughter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> she's a badass. Exactly. Like, Kal-El is just like, benefits from the environment, and Batman has a lot of prep time and money. Mm-hmm. Like, she's actually like, the daughter of a god. And has had actual training. Like, yeah. Superman's training came from... Uh, fighting Zod. Fighting Zod, right. It's yeah, literally... And, and, and it's holographic dead dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, like... Which, well, but which I don't... Well, we don't We don't know. We don't know what the, mm-hmm. the nature of the movie characters is. Um, I also have a list of all the times she cried. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of Themyscira, when she stormed No Man's Land, and when Chris Pine uh, died. Because... 
the way you know the way she was talking about it, she's like Chris Pine said nothing in that in that whole scene like when he was in the plane but like he did so much just like the way he you know just looked back and was just like I'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking die and then he's just like he steals himself he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. he just kind of rallies and just fucking does it and that's know? it it's like yeah it's it's badass also another nitpick I had at first but not the second time was I was like I was like, why didn't Wonder Woman take care of that? Like, she wouldn't have died. But then I was like, well, she's not a fucking pilot, and she doesn't know she can fly. So there right. you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 They learn how to fly. Yet. Yeah, and she there has were no invisible jet. They yeah. weren't. Yeah. Well, it might have been in the movie. Uh, another thing. Sorry, that was awesome. Another thing that they weren't overbearing about was the idea that she was kind of still discovering how powerful she was. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, uh, and she she didn't know she was actually. Zeus's daughter right. up until Ares told her. Yep. Yeah. When, when she tried to stab him with what she thought was the god killer, and he's just, he just laughingly. That was a solid it. moment, yeah. too. Yeah. Just yeah. puts his hand out. turns it into ash. He's like, yeah. it's not the god killer. You're the god killer. <laughs> and, and that was it. Like, that was, I had a nitpick before that until that happened, and then it immediately took it away. So, like, use it around, like, when you watch it, like, things you go, I don't understand that. Like, she confronts Ares. She's standing there. She doesn't have the sword. We flash, you know, we cut away, we see Trevor and the, you know, the team of misfits doing their thing. We come back and she jumps down. Like, I was like, why did Ares let her jump up there, get the sword, and then I, come back down? That like, was my exact complaint. problem. And then yeah. Ryan, Ryan and I were just like, eh. Yeah. And, and well, but then when the sword doesn't do. work, it was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Ares doesn't give well, it. Well, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, my, my nitpick wasn't even the fact that Ares let her go get the sword. Mine was, because I, from the beginning, I knew she was the god killer. I, I wasn't yeah. even focused on the sword. Right, yeah. Uh, my problem was that she left the sword up there in the first place. Right, yeah. Instead of pulling it out as because soon as Because in her she, mind, it is the guy. Right, uh-huh. yeah, and she needed to yeah, get on to that Yeah, in thing. her mind, she also just she used just it for what it was but, meant to do. But, first and foremost, she's a warrior. Take gods out of the equation, yeah, take yeah. powers out of the equation. She's yeah. not leaving her sword stuck in uh, a fallen foe. Yeah, but I think it's feasible. She, she thought she, vision. like, had just fulfilled the Amazon's duty. Sure, sure. And that war was just going to magically go away now. So I could, it makes sense to me that she would leave it up there yeah. in that circumstance. If she just killed some dude and she hadn't thought it was Ares, then yeah, I could I get your point. But she thought she was done. Yeah, yeah she was fairly so, disillusioned. Um, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that actually is a good point that she yeah. thought, because that was her response. Yeah, was it was like, wait, why are they still yeah, fighting? She, yeah. she, 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 thought, she, she thought she wouldn't need a sword Well, like, she says yeah. the whole thing. She's like, I'm fulfilling the duty of the Amazons. She stabs him. She thinks she's done. Right, she, right. She thinks yeah. she's done all this. Well, see, once again, another another nitpick solve. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, because they, they put it's, a lot of damn thought into this. Like, like I, I said, it's very internally, logically consistent. Which is a difference between it and the other DC movies today. All right, all right. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder sucks. <laughs> not including the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, which are their own thing. Oh, I'll include those. <laughs> or it's, uh, particularly the third one. No, oh, that movie. We'll need to do a commentary that. on that fucking turd. Uh, <laughs> uh, any more notes from Nicole? Uh, that was the gist of it. For okay. The part, yeah. Well, thank you, Nicole, for. Uh, Participating from afar. <laughs> I wish we could have scheduled it uh, to actually Come every year, but you know, scheduling's weird. It is. It is. 
And uh, also, they did that thing that a lot of movies do, where it's like, like basically almost like I'm going to defeat you with the power of love, like that kind of cheesy thing. But it totally worked with it. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, that was, so was fun. Yeah, I was yeah. totally cool. Now with it. it made sense because like he was trying to get her to his side. He's like, kill Doctor Poison. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, they're they're terrible. Like they can't help themselves. They're they're awful. And then she remembers. They can be, but they can also be other things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when you're telling that story, and you're looking at the Amazons, and you're looking at Greek mythology and her history, it makes sense to be like, yeah, love is going to be the conquering factor. Yeah, well, that's what they were created for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it again. It's the internal logic is very. And they yeah. they did a great job with that too. Of they they did such a they, they spent a decent amount of time on the exposition at the beginning of the movie explaining the Amazons and everything, but it was very interesting. It didn't feel exposition-y. Yeah, I mean, it, it very clearly it was, but right. it didn't feel like, all right, I get it. Let's let's keep going. Like it was yeah. very cool the way that they did. Hey, can we talk about how gorgeous that animation was? Yeah, that was that no, was I awesome. Saw it. it looked like a like a like a Renaissance painting. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was yeah. like a storybook. Kind yeah, of they, I was they like, got the style. Oh, awesome. Damn, like I want a whole movie of that. Like they got the it was style so right gorgeous for sure. There's a lot of good choices, like stylists mm. in this movie. The mascara was beautiful, and it's the it was such an interesting. It's probably the brightest thing we've ever seen yeah. in any of these DC films so <laughs> yes, far. No sepia tones. And it was gorgeous. I was like, oh my god, is that really... And it was a, a perfect juxtaposition from the world she left to the world she went into. Yeah, for it sure. actually it's made not the, for everyone. Yeah, her <laughs> arrival in London, yeah, that was yeah. solid. Yeah. And I like how they kind of hand-waved the trip. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, right. I was fine I was with like, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we, we kind of left from somebody. Yeah, that's well, and we don't. I mean, we don't know how much time has passed in that cutaway, so we assume. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Just it doesn't like matter. You know, it also doesn't matter if maybe that's a magic boat, right? Exactly. <laughs> they got him really, really far overnight, right? That's fine. The mascara moves. Yeah, it had to be closer to. Well, I guess there's. A, I mean, there's all sorts of islands like right outside of there. So I'm guessing that they're just like right on the coast of Europe. Well, and he you probably know? wasn't that far off because it's not like he could go that far in, in that plane. plane. Yeah, and that he plane had all those other people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I mean, those planes aren't meant. Man, even even that segment, the little where he's explaining that was uh, awesome, stealing the book and everything. Like even that, it, when it when it faded to that, I was like, uh, here we go. I don't really care about what this guy's doing, right? But it it moved along. It yep. was interesting, yeah. and he he ran, basically ran in, got the book, and left. Yeah, and I I was ready and for dropped like a bomb on their like munitions. <laughs> I I was ready for like a half an hour of the movie, right, to yeah. be devoted to that, and yeah. they just they moved it along. He was not as good as Chris Pine was. He was not. He, did, he knew what he was. Yeah, movie. he knew what he was supposed to do. Like he wasn't. He was very much a supporting character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He played a wonderful Lois Lane character. I mean, he was very. Ah. Yeah, but Lois Lane never made me laugh. Yeah, he, he was, was. He was more. Uh, I'm I, saying I as far as like a supporting role, not in the role that he was. Like it's obviously he's not. We'll just we'll move past that. Yeah, uh, I'm drunk. Red Ranger. Were there yeah, any other? Series. The Wonder Woman animated series. I think, I think this influenced it big time. Line. Totally. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I hate you all. Uh, <laughs> were, were there any other points that uh, you would have made if you'd gotten here earlier? Um, did any? So you know in comics when somebody's speaking a different language, they put the, they write it in English but put it in brackets? Yeah. I kind of heard the Germans speaking to each other inside of brackets. I, uh, I, was like, I wish the Germans were speaking German to I, each other. I was thinking the same thing. But yeah. I'm going to apply comic book logic and just be like, oh, well, they're, they're brackets. clearly brackets. We just don't see them. We yeah. just, 
Yeah, that that but that, that never really bothered me. On the one hand, and that's every movie. time we see that in a movie, it bugs the shit out of me. On the other hand, that's in almost every, every American movie. movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. It's like the nittiest of nits to pick. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, and it didn't alter the story. It was just like no, no, not no. at all. No. And as far as we no, know, not much of that, anyways. No. Yeah, I. I Man, they, they really even did enough with Dr. Poison. As much as I would have liked to see a little bit more of her, they really did give us enough so we got a good feel of her character. Like, oh, she's man. sick and deranged, yeah. and she is her way Park. ahead of her time yeah. developing all this, like, whatever the thing was that the, the Luden... Venom. Ludendorff. <laughs> yeah, Ludendorff yeah. was yeah. taking. Uh, Super special animal nitrate popper. Yes, yeah. exactly. Don't but, you fucking look at me! <laughs> You fuck, I can hear your fucking radio, you stupid shit. I'm sorry. Dennis Hopper is, is that guy is all I want now. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the, uh, the scene with Dr. Ribbon. Poison and, uh, and Chris Pine talking at the fire at the party. Yes. Like, that was interesting. And, and how he was using... If there's a statement there that... Uh, we don't probably have enough time to explore, but it was interesting that he was using sort of his handsome masculinity. Yeah, right. It was like it was the male version of feminine wiles. To, yeah. To lure the bad right, guy. And I was right. like, oh, this is kind of neat. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, yeah. Don't know, song you don't see a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. And she, and she still, in that situation, she still had the power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he was trying to charm her, but she... I felt like it was working for a second. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah. it was, like, working, and she's probably a little, like, insecure with the whole thing. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, and, and they played that with the mad scientist with and her, like, face. you know, at first she seemed kind of, like, but then once... The once Wonder Woman shows Wonder up, Woman shows he's up like, and he's looking at her. I can't not look at the most beautiful woman on the planet. <laughs> right. Who's <laughs> walking around with a sword in her dress. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So, any final thoughts about Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman? I, man, I think you said it best when you're like, "Can this team make more of DC movies?" Oh my gosh, right? Yeah, because this everything well, about this making Wonder Woman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's doing more Wonder Woman, but, for but sure. this hit all the story beats, and I and so I, the people I saw with on Sunday are not familiar with Wonder Woman outside the Linda Carter TV show, mm-hmm. and they came away and like, "Oh yeah, that story made total sense." Like, were they uh, like, "Where are her satin tights? No. How is she going <laughs> to fight for her rights?" Right? No. Uh, <laughs> But they felt like that. It's not American enough. Oh my gosh! I don't that, and that's the thing is like that. I'm uh, you guys know where I am. I'm, I'm fairly intolerant to both sides of idiot extremism. <laughs> extremism. Uh, but even seeing like it's not American enough. That's stupid. Did somebody that's say that? Yeah, that's yeah. A yeah, that's thing. a thing yeah. that crazy people are saying. Because oh, crazy and like and on. like Arian said at the beginning, some people are saying it's too feminist. Some people are saying it's not feminist enough. All These are all just internet away. morons that need yeah. to be shot into the sun. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> uh, so yeah, fantastic, wonderful movie. I can't wait to see it again. I will for sure buy it when it comes out. Oh yeah, uh, and not and, and in this instance, not just because it's a comic book movie, but. Because this is a movie I, I look forward to enjoying and breaking down, and, and hopefully they've got. I can only imagine how good the gag reel is going to be yeah. if oh they God, put one yeah. on there. Could you um, imagine? Yeah. I, and I want to. I want to see more of the uh, band of misfits. So I almost wish yeah. they had a little extra that they could well, just tag they on. survived. So yeah, so they could come back. We could potentially see them again. Yeah, uh, which which I, I would like to think is going to happen. 
Yeah, um, another thing is, like, the other DC movies have, like, been like, hey, I know you didn't like her movie, but uh, here's this extended cut. Right, and it'll right. it'll fix a, lot, a few of the things that you have problems with. And, and uh, the Wonder Woman one, I don't need an extended cut. I think I she am, already said that there's not an There doesn't need to be one. Well, it was like so it, well it paced. It its own self-contained thing, and yep. it, like, like I said, logically consistent throughout. It was the right length. It was like two hours and twenty five minutes, and it was like that felt right to me. Yeah, it did, and it and didn't it feel long to me. It didn't feel long at all. Like, yeah, um, everything that was there felt like it needed to be there and was serving the story. Totally, yeah. in the most entertaining way possible. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. All right, well, I think that's all we've got to say about Wonder Woman, uh, see it. Red well, Ranger. Yeah, definitely. If you I hope you've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, I just yeah. ruined it for you. Go yeah, it. still go see it. I think everybody's probably seen it. Hashtag yeah. spoiler. Go see it again. Let's yeah. let's uh, everybody. Hundred million. Yeah, everybody do everything you can to make this send a message to DC that, that they <laughs> so got this one right. This. <laughs> yeah. Do this so, a lot. Yeah, uh, Red Ranger. Where can we find you online? What are you up to aside from vomiting into toilets and concrete and trees and outside of trucks? Um, <laughs> well, I'm uh, drinking a lot in order uh, to get that away. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of you got to work. Yeah, this isn't just random vomiting. Yeah, I don't just wake it's up. It's not like you. a hobby. Like I, I approach drinking. Uh, what are you into? Oh, uh, yeah, I like to barf a lot. Public, <laughs> public, public puking. That's my thing. Massive amounts of embarrassment, sleeping in bathrooms. Uh, you can find me on uh, most of the social medias. Just search for the Red Ranger. I'm the uh, at the Red Ranger on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, Ryan and I eventually will have uh, podcast episodes coming out. Sure. Of Red Ranger's Radical Radcast. Yeah, I don't think anybody believes that anymore. They don't. I've been saying it for months. It'll come out right about the same time as the next episode of Ryan and Derek's Horror Hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to get spots for a different show because I keep putting ones for the Radcast in, and people are like. What is this? This show doesn't even exist. We have 12 episodes. Sad. Arian, such a lazy man on Instagram with adorable puppy pictures. And, and food, and also on the Twitters, yeah. That's that's me. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, literally the only thing we got going on right now, uh, look up the Cast Creatures on Facebook, and uh, check out our music videos and stuff like that. And Other than that, we got Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, uh, June 30th. That's, that's about it. Days of the Dead in Indianapolis with... Oh, are yeah, you announcing it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Evil Jim is going to be playing guitar from uh, from Bigfoot. So. Nice. Yeah. He's Local a Local Atlanta Local legend, legend, for yes. sure. So he uh, he stepped in very kindly because we were like... You know, it, it sucked. It's like literally the... Like, Derek gets home the day after. Oh. The day after. And it just worked out that way. And we were bummed. And he was bummed. And what the fuck? Sorry. Anyways, but yeah, so uh, we were all kind of bummed out about it because we sound better with two guitars. Sure. You've seen us both ways. Yeah. And like, we, I mean, we, we, we're a two guitar band. So uh, we were like, well, we're playing in Indianapolis. We want to have like a really good show and we want people, because these people have never seen us before. Right, right. So um, luckily, Evil Jim was like, you know, I think he's got family out that way and stuff. And he's like, he's like, hell, I'll go. And I'm like, hell yeah. And he's like, I'll just learn all the songs. So we're going to start working with him over the next couple weeks. So if you're anywhere near the Indianapolis area on June 30th, yeah, go check yeah. out a very special Casket Creatures featuring yeah. Evil Jim Wright. Right. We're playing Friday night, and then uh, there's going to be stuff happening all weekend. It's their biggest con. So it's good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for showing up and talking about Wonder Woman. 
All right, I still haven't had the opportunity to go back and watch Wonder Woman again because life is busy, stuff is happening, but judging from early reviews, I am going to choose to see Wonder Woman over uh, seeing The Mummy, or, or see Wonder Woman a second time over seeing The Mummy at all, which is disappointing to me, I'm not going to lie, because we talked about it on a, on a earlier show that that second Mummy trailer brought me back around. Like, the first Mummy trailer, I hated uh, I, I just, it didn't give me any kind of good feelings about the movie at all, but the second one I thought it looked like a lot of fun. And Mrs. Troublemaker's complaint about it is, well, is one, that Tom Cruise is in it. Uh, but two is that it looks just like the old Brendan Fraser mummy movie. But the points that it resembles are just part of a mummy movie. Like, that's just how it is. If you're gonna make a mummy movie, you're gonna have guys, uh, you know, people discovering a mummy, and then the mummy wreaks havoc. Like that's kind of the baseline, right? But I don't know; these reviews are coming out, and uh, well, they're halfway making me want to see it more. That's enough talk about the mummy, though. Until we do the mummy cast, uh, I want to talk about supportphantom.com. Go check it out. NeedlessThingsSite.com. Oh, man, I owe you guys all a beer. I can't believe that just happened. Uh, it just I wasn't expecting notifications. I'm in Wilmington. Nobody needs me for anything. The only thing you guys need me for is sitting here and recording this outro, which I'm almost done with, and we're going to go get some seafood. Deep-fried, Calabash-style, Wilmington, North Carolina seafood. Mm. I'm going to have to end it there because I love seafood, but I love you guys. Gentlemen, it's your lucky day today. Bottle of wine on the house. Hey, not bad. Hey, don't I know you from someplace? I don't think so. Yeah. I know your face. Did you ever live in San Francisco? I'm from Idaho. Hey, I got a brother in Idaho. What city? Boise. Boise. I know you. I never forget a face. What the hell? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so well, there's a pretty good explosion at the end of that orgasmo, too. That's okay. true. That's true. But we'll get to that. All right. Let's. What is? What is this? This is Death Wish Four. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. And there's a there's like two more after this too. Mm, of course. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about Wonder Woman after that delightful exchange between Charles Bronson and Danny Trejo. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh huh.